This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, this is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And this you're listening to a very special episode of A Date with Dateline. Why did you laugh at me the way I said it? Because you said, hi, this is Kimberly, instead of, hi, everyone, this is Kimberly. I don't remember what I say. Which is just bananas to me, because you say it the exact same, I mean, like 90% of the time. Hi, everyone, this is Kimberly. I say everyone? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm trying to be inclusive. Oh, but you're not feeling it today? Yeah, no, I'm only saying hi to specific people, I guess, today. You know who you are. Hi, everyone whose name begins with an S or a J. Everyone else, <laughs> this is not the episode for you. So bye, Debbie. <laughs> Poor Debbie. See you later, Lyle. <laughs> Lyle. Love we it. More, we need more friends named Lyle. Yeah, we do. Um, I want to say big congratulations to Holly Ann, who won the Heffervescence Contest. Congratulations, Holly Ann. And if you don't know what that contest is, you are, are not listening to our episodes in completion. So get, get <laughs> really on that. It's really kind of terrible. It was a little blackmailing what we did. Well, Listen to the end and you'll get a prize. Mm-hmm. Except we're, like- we've only done it now once and now probably won't do it again. So now they don't have to listen again to the end. We could do it again. YouTubers do it. They do like a code word throughout. And then at the end, they're like, for the giveaway. But they're giving away like 15 bottles of foundation and like mm. really expensive prizes. How about we'll do one that if you listen to like the end. a half opened bag of rice chips. And a cat. That's what we have to give. This episode is dedicated to our Patronus Jody, who's been a Patropod, which is Aww. I'm trying to bring in more into the mix, for over a year. Wow. Could you have a little more excitement when I say that? <laughs> I don't. I feel weird about that. She stayed with us that long. And yeah. I'm, I'm self-conscious. Wow. We don't yeah, little. It. No, I feel like it's the club that you don't want to be a member of because mm-hmm. it. what's the Woody Allen quote? I can't get there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she's described as a Pollyanna and a tall oh. drink of water. She's oh. like the opposite of me in every single way, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Those two things don't go together either, yeah. do they? She's also a hugger, and she wants to hug us if we ever met in person. I would hug her. I'm not a hugger, but I would hug. I hugged people at CrimeCon. Well, thank you so much, Jody. We really Yay, appreciate Jody. it. And this one's for you. This, this one's for you. And it's also kind of appropriate because the name Something of this episode. Something sweet, and Jody's uh-huh. really sweet. There you go. Oh, my God. Girl, oh. we planned that out. Stop. I winked. She just winked at you, Jody. That was not at me, because if it's at me, then I can't continue with this episode. It was for Jody. It's going to be real short. Uh, I'm calling you Jode now. No Jodes? one like that. No, because that sounds like either Toad or like Jonads, like Gonads. J-Dog? How about D? How about Dee Dee? Dee Dee? Why don't we go with the second half of the name? What about Jojo? How about just Joe? Like Little Women, Joe. Okay. There I like go. that. Uh, this episode... Joe is hosted by Josh Mankiewicz, 
It is season 24, episode 13. It aired on December 11th, 2015. Funny story about this episode. We did record this one once, like a year ago. Sure did. And we were both in really bad moods and arguing a lot. And the episode <laughs> didn't come out good. And then we ended up just picking another episode. So is, we have, Is that really what... You're I sure that's what happened? I swear to you that's what happened. Uh-huh. What were we arguing? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find what That's we what's so exciting about this. We but get to find is... out if history repeats itself or if it was just... We're, we're pretty mercurial people. Like, especially... Yeah. Well, both of us, actually. If yeah. you catch us on the wrong day, we just synced up at the wrong time. But also weird that we would do this again on an episode with that's not a, nor- a typical Dateline title. Something Sweet is not... It could go for a lot of different things is what I'm saying. It could be like the Barbie animated series, Something Sweet. That's episode four, right? Like it's Something Sweet is a title that is not necessarily murderish. What does that have to do with our fighting about things? Because it's a very like happy, sweet title. Oh, I see. (laughs) So I'm going to be shocked if we're not on the same page with 98% of this. We were not last time. You were giving someone the benefit of the doubt a lot. Oh, I see. How much did I talk about Kenny Rogers? A lot. Uh, not enough, I don't think. I, I could have do- done with more, I think. I mean, I didn't listen to the episode. This is just what I remember from it. Okay. Because for well, some I reason, on... I have a fairly good memory about this. I would have, I think I want more Kenny Rogers because I'm un- uneducated about Kenny Rogers. Like, I do not know things. I have never been more disappointed in the fact that we can no longer play music on our episodes. And that, I feel like, is a good segue to say, I'm sorry, we can no longer play music on our episodes. We could, we just don't want to get sued. So we're going to try to not risk it anymore. So I'm going to try to sing them as best I can. (laughs) With with minor vocal backing. People would love that. They'd prefer that. Islands in the stream, that is what we are. Is that Cher? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not. I was trying to do Kenny and Dolly together, and it I turned see. into Cher. You're welcome. All right, I go see. ahead. So this episode is about a guy named Ray. He lived in the Pennsylvania woods, which I want to move to. I'm obsessed with uh, the woods lately. I want to I want to just go. I want to flee. I even almost booked two nights in a cabin with no Wi-Fi in the woods. I'll take you to the woods. No, I just want to go by myself. Sorry, no offense. I just want to go and not talk to anyone. And just decompress. But then I thought, no Wi-Fi. I couldn't watch Great British Bake Off. No, you're you're also going to get killed. You can't do that. That Yeah, I might get murdered. That is the start to... She just wanted to decompress. What a way to go. So she went to the woods. What a way to go. Chainsaw guy. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, So Ray got divorced and had three grown children. He tried online dating. And his daughter was skeptical and... a little bit judgy, if you ask me. Didn't you think? Yeah. Why was she like that? I actually wrote that down. Why is... Her name's Monica, by the way. Monica. Why is Monica against online dating? Because we can't all just be lucky in love. We right. can't all just meet someone at the Barnes & Noble. Right. And then, this isn't You've Got Mail. Like, we're not... Where are we supposed to Wish meet someone? Wish it was, someone? but... Well, wait a minute. Didn't they online date and we've got You've Got Mail? No. Wasn't it You've Got Email? Well, basically, yes, that's okay, true. Okay, well, that's embarrassing. Okay, that's, that's a bad choice of t- of romantic comedies. But 
Anyways, you get my point. It's right. unfair because how are you supposed to meet someone in this day and age if you're not yeah. online dating? No, I agree. She was very much had the old school, like, la- you know, people used to lie about it. They used to, like, lie about where they met their partner right. if it was online. Now I feel like no shame. Just it's fine. But she was like, uh, crazy people. So and also what? So that's it. You messed up the first one, dad. Give You're me. not married to mom anymore. <laughs> so you got you, you met got her in one college, shot at this, Dad, and now you you're done. It. Yeah. Sorry, Ray. So he meets Teresa Bowers Lovin. What a name. Whoa. Bowers Lovin. I think her son is McLovin. Or Jack Bauer. Z- ba- Jack Bauer. Z- Z- I wish Jack Bauer would give me some McLovin. Uh, yeah. So Teresa thought Ray looked like Kenny Rogers and was her type exactly. What do you want to say? I like it say? because the segue was uh, something that she was into country music. Yes. And so the fact that, but I don't, to me, Kenny Rogers is not like a country music musician, which I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for. He obviously is in the country music genre. Mm. But to me, he's like, I don't know, Dolly and those folks don't, I don't equate them with country music. They're not like Brooks and Dunn to me. You don't associate Dolly Parton with country music. No, I associate her with a different, like a different brand, like an old West classic. It is a different era of country music. It's not the country music we have now. Right. And so old country. Yeah. Although we're going to get letters (laughs) because, yeah, it does sound like I have to go back to the old country to visit my polish relatives but i can't find my babushka it also we are going to get letters because people are going to be like dolly is still current and hip and making music so she is new Um, country no one loves dolly more than me i know so it's fine i can say this and stand firm in it i Mm -hmm. just i equate her with something more classic than the country that's out now i see i gotcha so kenny is in the same vein i see is he the know when to hold him? The gambler? Yes, he is. Okay. And the night got deathly quiet. His face lost all expression. Sorry. So I knew something. I we really wish I could insert the office bus on the way to beach, beach day, all singing that song. <laughs> oh, I don't remember Do that. Oh, it's the best because it's Kevin singing it. It's Kevin leading oh. the charge. And I think it's actually... In the end credits of it. And Wait, it shows Kevin of size. Scrantonicity fame? Kevin of Scrantonicity doing the verses. And then everyone sings, you've got to know when to hold them. But uh, Michael Scott is in the back going, you've got to know when to hold them. Know when to fall. And he's doing that his like, reminds vibrato. Me, yes, when yeah. Peggy Hill does her own lyrics that she's decided on, like yeah. the propaniacs. And she's like, the propane maniacs. And they're like, no, the propaniacs. No. And then they go, one, two, three, propane. And she's like, <laughs> Wait, let's do it together. You do, you do Peggy Hill. I'll do the other ones. Ready? Okay. Okay. On three. One, two, two, three. The propane maniacs. Because that was her suggestion. She can't let go, even though they've all decided on propane maniacs. I hate it. What if Peggy Hill and Michael Scott got together? That would be insane. Oh, they'd hate each other. They would. Because you hate yeah. what you despise in yourself. Yeah, you it might would be, not well, know. But then when Michael Scott meets David Brent. Right, they loved each other. That was beautiful. I wanted mm-hmm. more of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, now we know it. Okay. Okay. So Teresa and Ray got married, and he immediately started spending tons of money on her. 
And she was happy with that. Then some tragedy hits the family, and Teresa's daughter is killed in a car accident. And Ray and Teresa take the kids and start raising them as the grandparents. They are raising the grandchildren. And I'm sorry, I get a little confused in this. So Ray had adult children, Mm -hmm. and Teresa had adult children when they got... Teresa had three. She had two boys and the girl. The girl passes. How many did Ray have? We meet Monica. Is there anyone else? Yeah, there's there's another sister. Um, and she? she comes at the very, very end. In court. In court. Got it. Yeah. Is that it? But there might be a son, too. I can't remember. But the only one that's living at home at the time that they get married is maybe one of Teresa's sons, who they say is still in high school. I was trying to figure that out. I was hoping the one you with caught the, it. Maybe a pimple on his cheek? Oh, I think it's a full black eye, but we'll get there. No, I'm talking about the other one, the one with the earring and this large scar above his ear that is unexplained. Large scar and um, Eminem style haircut. Correct. Okay. Um, What's that called? Grizzle. Grizzle bangs. Is that what that's called? Yeah, we named it Grizzle. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, So he wasn't. I'm just trying to think. They they were childless, or was that that high school boy living? They had one kid at home in high school when they got married. When and so then they had the two kids. There was still an older boy living there, but he was almost out of the house. He was probably maybe even done by then. By the time. So then, wow. So then they're given an infant and a yeah. Wow, big change. And then one of the little children gets cancer. It's Aww, terrible. The little girl. Yes. Yeah. And Ray helps take care of her. He shaves his head in support when she loses her hair. It's so That's sweet. adorable. And then she goes into remission. And you might think, why are we telling you all this? Because Mank has the line, she went into remission, but Ray and Teresa's relationship suffered collateral damage. Has that been an episode title? Is that a yeah. movie? Well, Is that a TV a show? Movie. No, Collateral is a movie with Tom Cruise, I believe, and Jamie Foxx. Is Collateral Damage a show? Probably. Sounds Do you want like me to IMDb law it? Show. No, not really. I don't care that much. So anyways, the little girl is good, but their marriage has become strained. According to Teresa, Ray had become stressed and was angry and drinking. However, according to Ray's family, he was fine and the drinking was never a problem. So we really don't know who to believe here. They're both saying completely opposite things. We can only believe the pictures that Dateline shows us in B-roll. You have to make your own determination. I made mine. Do you want to say what yours is? I will not be sharing it with our listeners. What? Or with you, for that matter. Okay. This is why maybe we got into a fight last time. (laughs) I've decided to keep some things private in my life. And I don't want to share what I think. But there are some grainier pictures towards the end of his B-roll pictures that are suspect. Oh, okay. But I don't know what, I mean, what is Dateline expected to do? They're saying he's drinking, so they have to show one of him, like, in a weird doorway, like, right. with a Pabst Blue Ribbon And it could have just been, he was casually drinking a beer, and the photo didn't come out well. But it could be that he was drinking. It's probably more likely that he was, and his family was in denial about it. Then, of course he's drinking. He just got young children dropped upon him from his wife. I know, but he tried to be really supportive and spent time was, with them. And- but you still might want to drink a little bit more than normal. That's true. Now, 
Teresa and the grandkids decide to move out, but they were staying cordial for the sake of the kids. One day, Teresa goes to Ray's house to do laundry, which is so funny to me that you would break up with someone but still go to their house to do laundry. Well, okay, so I have a little bit of outside information. Do you want it? Because it might change that a little. Sure. This all sort of, the event happens on August 13th. She moved out August 8th. Oh, she had like just moved out. She had just moved out. So she probably didn't have her new washer and dryer hooked up yet. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I would just go to a laundromat. Would you? Or would you save that $7 and go... Yeah. It depends how awkward it was. But if the laundry machine's in the garage, you barely have to see him. I don't think she cared. So she finds Ray very sick and nearly naked and incoherent. Hmm. She tries to get him to go to the doctor, but he won't. The next morning, Teresa sends her mom to check on Ray. And I was like... How old is your mom? You're sending your poor mom over there to check on your nearly naked, incoherent ex-boyfriend? Does the mom live, like, right nearby? Is the mom, like, but down still, the street? It's not like the mom can, like, lift him up and carry him to the bathroom. Yeah, true. Or wipe up his puke or something. It's terrible. Mom, you go handle this. Yeah. It's not great. It's so mean. It's not very nice, Teresa. You owe your mom an apology and an edible arrangement. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So the mom finds him unconscious. So Teresa calls 911. This has to be one of the weirdest phrases I've ever heard on a dateline 911, which is Teresa talking about her husband being unconscious says, man down. Yeah. Is she in the Navy? <laughs> What's I remember this from, man I think she's down. just trying to like, Get the point across that he's he's out. Then Did why she don't used you to be say in that? the army or like a was she like a paramedic or something? I just it's the it would never ever occur to me when I'm making a call to nine one one to say man down unless I have some sort of training. It I, it makes no sense to me. It's well, very weird. What was her job? I honestly can't remember. She did not. Hmm. I don't even know if she had a job. I don't either. Okay. Um. Should that be the episode title? Man Down. Oh, yeah, that's could, good. I'm writing that it, it down. It could apply to about 50% of Dateline episodes, though. Doesn't matter. I'm writing it down. A man goes down at one point or another. So Ray is rushed to the hospital, and they figure out that he had ingested antifreeze, but it is too late to save him. Teresa tells the doctors to let him go, and they pull the plug. The medical examiner, Dr. Eric Vey, looks at the case. Mm-hmm. Now... Dr. Eric, I see what you did. You know when Mank famously, it's not really famous to us, it's just famous to us, we know it. We remember. Uh, Instead of famously, it's just remembered. Um, He wore a pink hanky to do the pink time mystery. Mm -hmm. The M.E. has watched Dateline. He knew he was up against Sir Mank with the hank, and he says to himself, I'm going to wear a lime green tie, the exact shade of antifreeze. And when they show B-roll of pouring antifreeze into a beaker and then they cut to me, my tie is going to make this whole thing like a thematic piece of art. And I say to him, well done, sir. And then I say to him, you will be outdone later, sir. Well, because this color will make a reappearance by someone else in a very inopportune moment. But, Mm -hmm. but he didn't know that. So 
good effort on you. Good I effort on him. I appreciated it. Yeah. But then I noticed the American flag pin on his lapel, which usually I only see on like politicians. Oh. And I was wondering, was he a local Congress person? Oh, maybe. Or a mayor or something? Or on the council? Do you want to look him up? No, I don't. Okay. But imagine how much power someone has if they are the mayor and they control all the autopsy reports. Oh, that's a lot. And what's this county called? They say Couldn't it like Couldn't that be like times. an evil villain? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, what is it called? Anna Ashtamula Osh- Osh- County. It's like a crazy Ashtabula. name. Ashtabula County. You got it. I think it's small. I think he's a he's on the council there, and that's he wears the flag pin, and and wields he, a lot and of power. wields mm-hmm. tremendous power behind. Like it's almost like a mob thing to be the coroner and in politics in the town. What's his name? What is his life? Doctor Vey, Doctor okay. Eric Vey. I like it. Teresa tells the Emmy that Ray had said he drank something sweet. And that he had been threatening to kill himself. So it looks like suicide. But Ray's daughter doesn't buy it. The police start looking into it. They check the house, but it's been cleaned. Except there's this big cardboard box of crushed beer and Dr. Pepper cans. I would say also 90% Dr. Pepper, 10% beer. Yeah, definitely. And I would say like 100 cans. And we're back. Dr. Pepper. Okay, I know we're... We we do it at the end, but again, with Dr. Pepper in the Dateline episodes, we have another. We got another one of these people that only drink exclusive Dr. Pepper. Him, Ray, and Lars. Yeah, Dr. Pepper forever. Should get forever. together and have little Dr. Pepper parties. But this box of 100, it must have been like a month's worth. Was that a week's worth of cans? No, but no, I'm sure. Th- look, okay, how many, if you are in a soda drinking, I drink a lot of soda. How about that? Like, I'm trying to think of how many cans I go through in a day. I just don't don't only drink one kind of soda. Right. And I don't drink cans. I used to drink, like, nine cans of Dr. or of Diet, uh, Diet Coke. Coke a day. Right. Like, nine. So that nine... So that would fill up a box pretty quick. So it could be a so week. so embarrassing. That's why I'm enjoying my circle water bottle. I love the circle water <laughs> bottle. This is not an ad for that no, right sorry, now, but everybody. we do really like that. Yeah, I re- do. You, and I, I am love drinking mine. it right now. I Mine's do. Really I really cool. do. Yeah. And I don't drink water. And I really like that bottle. I've been I taking am, it with me places. Yeah, I really like it. Um, so they, the police look into the strange life and times of Ray and Teresa. That's what Josh says. The strange life and times. When they started dating, Teresa was also seeing a man named Robert. And she left Robert for Ray. And Robert was furious. Mm. To that, I say, her? She's pretty, I guess, but she's like just a lady. She's just some lady in her 40s, 50s. Well, I don't think you have What's to so say special? it. Because it, it, Mink says it for you later. It's not like she's Julia Roberts and she's sparkling. Or like me when I have my period sorted out by Lola. Uh, and I'm just delighted all the time. It is a delightful thing. That is for sure. Did you know that major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester, and can be treated with harsh chemicals? Boy. I'm not saying that antifreeze is in there, but we don't really know what's in there. Correct. Because the FDA doesn't make them disclose what's in their products. 
but Lola tells you exactly what's in their products. It's 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. I thank you, Lola, and my Clovis thanks you. As do I. They also have cleansing wipes now for anywhere on the body. They're biodegradable, hypoallergenic, individually packaged. You know that I sporadically break out into full body sweats. Correct. Like I'm about to be arrested for poisoning someone with antifreeze. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm just at a brunch. It's not, it's embarrassing. Oh boy. That's why these wipes are incredibly useful to me. So for 40% off your first month's subscription, visit mylola.com and enter date dateline when you subscribe. That's 40% off? 40% off your first month subscription. Go to mylola.com and enter date dateline. Come on. Her name was Lola. She had her menzies. And at that point, she realized that nothing rhymes with memsies. Just go into instrumental because Cause menses and organic cotton are always in fashion when you're with Lola. Lola. Get yours today. Thank you, Lola. Thank you, Lola. You're the best. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Teresa's ex, Robert, is so upset that she left him for Ray. He stalks them. He vandalizes Teresa's car. So Ray sees this thing in the mail, this package. And it looks, Ray thinks the package looks crazy, Mm -hmm. which is probably the 13 stamps and the giant sticker that has an airplane with a line through it. Like, you should not mail this product, which... How did that, did he go to the post office and then they ask, is there anything explosive or batteries or dangerous in here? And he said, yes, he was honest about it. And that's how he got that sticker. What? Why didn't he know? Why did he mail it? Why didn't he just deliver it to the house? Great point. And put it, maybe he did. Maybe the mail service did not deliver it. Maybe he just put it there and made it look like the mail service had delivered it. And he wasted 13 stamps. And an airplane sticker. (laughs) I don't know. Foolhardy. Very foolhardy. It's a lot, Robert. Rate is smart enough to bring the package to the police and they detonate it. How do you drive that to the... I would... How carefully would you be driving? Well, have we mentioned that Ray is a former corrections officer? Yeah, that's true. I didn't mention that. I'm pretty sure he, he called his buddies and was like, hey... How do I handle this? And they're like, okay, be real careful. Do you think you can put it in the car? And he's like, I don't know. All right, let me give it a shot. Let me give this a whirl. If it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Tell my girls I love them. And then got in the car. Sorry. I really just want Ray to be Kenny Rogers. He's not. Yeah. But that's yeah. all right. But I bet he had a so, big Christmas tree anyways. I bet he had a really big Christmas tree. Do you think he dressed tray. like Santa Claus? Because he has a Santa Claus yes. beard. Yes. Absolutely, I think he dressed like Santa. I think he was perpetual Santa and probably didn't like it towards the end when he was drinking more. If he was drinking more. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Jury's out. So Robert is sentenced to five years in prison. Yeah. Which seems shockingly short. For trying to kill someone. someone. A bomb. Yeah. 
That seems... Hmm. But did you and see I, Robert? Do you think this was looksism? When I saw Robert's <laughs> mugshot, I was like, well, you look like a weird... That's weird. He's a little smile. He's yeah, got a little but smile I don't going. know if that was the mugshot. I thought the same thing. And then I zoomed in. It kind of looked like Dateline had taken a picture of him that where he was just smiling at the camera and then posted it on like a cement background. So it looked like it was a mugshot. Was that his DMV shot? It kind of looked like oh, it. Oh, brother. Okay, we just got his ID. Yeah. But he is smiling. It's really, it is weird. It's kind yeah. of creepy. With the creepy um, peeper mustache. It's do like you think he, they caught him because he put his return address on the package? Did he? I don't know. But I kind of think he might have. Oh, we got to check that I don't feel like out. Robert was that smart. So Robert's no. let out of prison just a few months before Ray dies. What? Mm-hmm. And he's not being tracked or anything with an ankle monitor. So he could continue stalking them. Which seems, again, the laws, what is going on. Hmm. Mank says he would have had easy access to antifreeze. And the detective, who I kind of thought was a little cute, says, <gasps> well, everyone has access to antifreeze. You thought he dun, was going to Just in like a dorky kind of way. I see it. First of all, he was one of the best detectives I feel like I've seen in a minute. He mm. was... He was good, and he was clear, and he was a really good interview, and I feel like he had good rapport with Mank, and Mank liked talking to him. Well, Mank would have to approve of any of my boyfriends, I've already decided. Yeah, that's true. I would need to have them be interviewed by Mank, and he would have to give his blessing or not. Yeah. He doesn't know that if he listened to this show, which he doesn't, so it's fine. He might listen to it when I send it to him and say, listen to this part. (laughs) You're going to be really Who's your favorite now? That's... (laughs) So Robert's story was checking out and the policeman says, this was where I didn't get the policeman. This is where I was not on my policeman's side. He says, well, we couldn't find anything other than his previous association with Raymond um, that would suggest he did this. Previous association. He tried to blow him up. With a bomb. Yeah, that's true. But he didn't say that right. What he needed to say was like, there had been no evidence that he had been anywhere near the area. Right. In the last three months. And right. so we we honestly, like, he's living his life elsewhere. He makes it sound like they both shopped at the same Home Depot and sometimes talked about trailers. Kind of. While they were in line together. Trying to blow someone up puts you somewhere between close friend and family in terms of relationship levels. <laughs> it goes stranger, acquaintance, associate, friend, confidant, tries to blow you up, <laughs> family, romantic relationship. Yeah. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Now, Linda, who's commenting on your internet questions and you didn't ask her, she's falling between stranger and acquaintance, I think. Is there something below stranger? <laughs> Someone who you are actively avoiding. Right. So they don't know that your presence exists in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's deep. I don't know what we'd call that. We call that linding. So <laughs> now Robert says to the police about Ray's murder. That could have been me. That's not great. Huh. I thought he was flattering himself a little bit. Like, you think you're poisonable? He tried it really. He tried it really hard. He tried to get it to be him. He tried to kill the competition to get to be the poisony. The po- he thinks he's poison. I think he's. Je- yeah, I think he's jealous 
Yeah. That everyone out there seems to want to kill Ray and no one seems to care enough to want to kill Robert. That's got to hurt. Poor Robert. Yeah. Then there is something no one expected, which is a huge financial collapse. You didn't think I was going to say that, did you? And the whole department goes belly up, basically, and stops working murder cases. So Ray's daughter becomes an activist. She's investigating and she's bugging like the maybe the one guy that's still a cop there and the higher states people. She's calling and writing letters. Meanwhile, Teresa is collecting Ray's life insurance. She's bought a house. Uh-huh. She's started seeing a new guy, Tim, a trucker. And he seems, I'm going to say, a little bit dumb. He wears a tie-dye shirt. And at one point, he sits down at the counter with a pencil, and he looks like he's doing his homework, like he's in fifth grade. Is he journaling? He's got an open (laughs) journal. He's got an open open notebook. Notebook. Is he making a list? (laughs) He honestly looks like he's doing his math homework. Change that letter. Okay, go ahead. he, He thinks that she didn't do it. She doesn't have to tell him she didn't do it. He just knows that she didn't do it. Sure, Stan. Do you? Okay, wait. But do you think that he's just, he's just kind of a slow talker. I don't know if he's dumb. I think he's just moseying. No, I think he's, I think he's dumb. I think there's some Stephen Avery in him. I think he's dumb for wearing tie-dye on Dateline. I'm sorry if that was offensive, but. I get it. But it's mostly because he doesn't think she did it, and he's staying with her, and he got with her when she's already being accused of this. And then we'll see more from him later. Correct. So, Teresa's first husband, Roy, different from Ray. Roy Lovin. Roy Lovin. I want to meet Roy Lovin. McLovin's father, says that Teresa poisoned him with rat poison. We have another poisoning. There we go. So, Roy, like Tim, the new guy... I think might be a little slow. We don't talk to Roy. Just go with me. Okay. He is sitting there having dinner with Teresa and their young son. The one with Junior. the black eye. It's His name is Roy, too. It's Roy Lovin Jr. Yes, Roy Junior. McLovin Jr. Mm-hmm. And he has black eye present tense, we think. Correct. So he, they're having dinner when the son is very young, and he's eating mashed potatoes that Teresa made. And he takes a spoonful and feeds the mashed potatoes to the little son. And Teresa jumps across the table and with her fingers takes the mashed potatoes out of the son's mouth. Totally normal dinnertime occurrence. Then Roy got super sick that night. Hmm. He doesn't think anything of it, though. Then Roy's dog was poisoned. Well, now, do we know that? We don't know. This is why we got into a fight last night. What do you mean we don't know? We don't have evidence of the dog being poisoned. The dog died, but like, I would like the rest of that sentence. Then the dog was poisoned by chocolate. Then the dog was poisoned because I found rat poison in his food. Mm. I want the ends of these sentences Mm. that explain how he came to the conclusion that the dog was poisoned. I don't know what to tell you. It's a one hour episode. If it was a two, we would have gotten those stories. We would have gotten that sentence. Mm-hmm. They would have been able to finish those That's two the sentences. sentence that was cut for time. It was cut for time. I want a Roy Lovin Sr. exclusive. I, I do too. I would love that. But I've already called him dumb. So I don't think he's going to come on our show. No. So, so the dog dies and Roy again <laughs> thinks nothing of it. And it's not until years later when... Ray is poisoned that he puts 
two and two and two together and says, oh, maybe something happened there. Side note, mashed potatoes are delicious. I enjoy them. They are. Teresa's son that was almost accidentally poisoned say it never happened. And that his dad, Roy, is lying because he's jealous. Of what? Again, over Teresa? I don't know what's happening. What? Her? Okay, but he was a little kid then. So why would we believe him over the dad who's saying it happened? He doesn't remember the incident, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right, but he's saying, and last time too, you said, well, he said it didn't happen. So maybe it didn't happen. I didn't say that. You did. You questioned that this whole thing happened, that we don't know if any of this really happened. First of all, we absolutely don't know that any of this happened. That's true. But your our gut says. My gut says, I don't know. I don't think it matters. I still think she poisoned Ray. Okay. So Roy could be making it up for attention. I don't I don't know why okay. Roy is coming forward with it. But I don't think also, why would he stick his neck out if it didn't happen? So if I right. said it last time, I apologize. But I, I don't think... You do think, not need to apologize. But I, don't, I remember being like, she doesn't... I don't think Katie thinks this lady did it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but, we'll get there. Oh, so, but you do... Th- you don't think. There is not a lot of proof. There is no, this is a rough case for me because we are not given. I did some outside research on it. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. Which has not led me to any closer to the truth of the matter. <laughs> so, so which was a, which was some interesting reading for about twenty minutes. <laughs> which got me nowhere. Which okay. got me absolutely back to square one. Which was question, question, question. Can we call Josh? Yeah, we Does should he ask him know about anything one. else? We will be asking him about this one next time we talk to him. Okay. How about that? Yes. So Teresa takes a polygraph. The way that Josh Mankowitz describes the results of this, this is by was saying, great. Was this not so good? <laughs> he doesn't just say she no. doesn't pass the polygraph. No, he doesn't. He says beautifully. He has to do it poetically, and he says, "Did you poison Ray? No." Which was also the answer as to whether Teresa was telling the truth. <laughs> she failed the polygraph. So no and no. No and no. Failed the polygraph on the two most important questions, which is what? Did you Did poison you- Ray? And do you know who poisoned Ray? There you go. <laughs> Great. Now, we've been talking occasionally to Beth's Beth, who's Teresa's friend, with the perm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not really her Beth friend, Beth has though. been friends with Teresa. It was more like Beth was friends with Teresa's young, like, daughter. daughter. And now they're really good friends. Um, oh, maybe because the daughter, daughter passed died. away. Oh, so now, like, they're oh. friends. I didn't even um, put that together. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. But she thinks that Ray committed suicide, which is what Teresa's story is. Maybe and she just believes her friend. She just really believes her friend. But yeah. we'll get to even more of it later on. We have the best interview between her and Mank. Yeah, we do. At the end. So they arrest Teresa. Her new husband, or new boyfriend, whatever, Tim. He says something about when she's arrested. And I watched it three times. I still can't understand what he's saying. Because he's kind of a slow talker. He's saying something like, it's maybe started bawling, but no. it sounds like straight bowling. It's like start sobbing. Sobbing. So, it sounded like straight bowling. She wanted to, 
it's she almost started sobbing or bawling, but <laughs> she had something in her. He's starting sense. But the he's rest doing of the time, do. he doesn't have an accent. They live in Ohio. True, like he doesn't have an accent. The rest he's of the time, he's just a slow talker. But he's, he's starting sentences and not finishing them. So that's why yes. you're getting confused. And so yes, I'm familiar exactly with it because I do it. And I edit these podcasts, so I know how much I do it. My apologies to all listeners out there. I'm aware that I do it. I don't hear it when it's happening. Neither Anyways. Katie or I, I think, are what you'd call linear thinkers. So right. it's it's painful. Uh, then we see Teresa's mugshot. Again, her? When does that, that point come? When's Manx's her moment? When is that? That That's towards the end. Oh, sorry. Yes, okay. it's soon. So Teresa gets a defense lawyer. She turns down plea deals, which would have given her almost no jail time because she thinks God is on her side. So let's go to trial. Yay. Her defense lawyer seems competent, though. He seems we've seen some elderly. In- yeah, but we've seen some incompetent attorneys. But he seems like he really does want to do his best. And in trial, he, he does. does. 100%. But there's one thing that he says that I was like, I don't think, I think he's totally missing the boat there. Um, yeah. Well, first, the prosecution says the doctor in the hospital takes the stand and says that Teresa had said that Ray wasn't suicidal, even though later she said the opposite. And the doctor has just gotten her hair curled mm-hmm. and they're super bouncy. There you go. I wanted to just pull them and mm-hmm. then let it go up. Ding, ding. That's not the noise they would make. I don't know what they would make. Going, 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 going. There, there. Yeah. Yes. 100%. That's it. Mm-hmm. So the medical examiner takes the stand. He says he was, that Ray was given the original dose a day before he was sick, which was when Ray was out with Teresa and the grandkids. But how does he and know she, that? Because of the toxicity level, like the way it, um, maybe in your hairs, like I know with some drugs, they can look at the hair follicles and see how long something, well, that's usually because hair grows over months and months. It must be something else. Okay. But he said he had a way of seeing when the doses were, or like when the first dose was. Got it. Like the big dose. Because um, I think it takes a certain number of hours to take effect. So then you rewind and you subtract and go nope. backwards. What? I thought you were going to start doing math. I was trying to stop. I was trying to head it off at the past. Um, smart. But I think... Very smart. Okay, but they try to refute... We we get to the point where they try to refute that. Okay. Well, they do. They bring on someone who says they can't tell when it was. Because it could be smaller doses in, like, a shorter period of time. Not right. one big dose one and big then dose. just waiting for it to take effect. It's smaller... Right. Okay. Go ahead. But he had had symptoms before because she had said she saw him the day before. Correct. And he was incoherent then. Right. And half naked for some reason. And then she sent her poor mom there. (laughs) Whatever. So that's when I knew I didn't like Teresa. Mm -hmm. So Teresa had said that Ray didn't have any other visitors. So she's totally painted herself into a corner that it's either her that gave it to him or he gave it to himself. Now, would... Again, just to play devil's advocate on this, why would she do that? Why wouldn't she instead say, I don't know if he had any other visitors because I wasn't there? Why would she because straight out say... Because she right away says suicide. She never tries to blame it on um, Robert or anything. She just says suicide right away. That was her go-to. Okay. Which, again, doesn't make sense because she did tell the doctors that he didn't commit suicide. 
So, or he wasn't suicidal. But then she says that later. But what was the sentence that she said to the doctors? Did they say, was he suicidal? And she said, I don't think so. Right. So that, I, I watched that a couple times because there's a difference of you bringing it up or him, her, like them bringing Correct. it up. The dateline says she had told them specifically he wasn't suicidal. And then, then when the doctor's taking the stand, the doctor says she conveyed to us that he wasn't likely suicidal. So I don't really know who brought it up. But I'm sure they asked. The doctors would ask, like, how has he been emotionally, you know? But again, we've seen this on Dateline before, and no one with any right mind would take antifreeze to themselves. Because it's the worst way to go. Right, so, correct. No, and we will get to, yeah, I have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah. So Ray's daughter pulled, Ray's daughter takes the stand and says that Teresa pulled the plug at the hospital without consulting with the kids. Oh, no, the other daughter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. Not the one that's being interviewed. Yes, and make, and she made sure that he was cremated right away. And then she told Ray's daughter that she needs to make sure that the daughter wasn't the beneficiary. Yeah, that from my outside information, there was definitely a lot surrounding whatever happened at the hospital. The pulling mm-hmm. of the plug was a problem mm-hmm. because I don't think Ter- Teresa consulted with the daughters, like with the no, family that much. She and then, yeah, the cre- she insisted on the cremation mm-hmm. and then insisted. And then it was, yeah, but I don't understand why the cream, because the daughter was handling the body. It was something about that daughter was going to handle her father's remains. And then she was very concerned that somehow that would make the daughter the beneficiary. Again, all of this, by the way, is over a life insurance policy. Are you going to tell how much it is? I don't know how much it is. It's $150,000. This is not a giant life insurance policy. It's pretty big for someone in their well, I don't want to say in their 50s. They still need a lot more than that to survive. But it's something. She would in have Ohio, gotten a bigger alimony from him and his pension as a corrections officer than this one-time payout if she had just gotten a divorce. Well, I didn't say she was smart. So you are, you see I have a lot of doubts that she did it. I don't like not having a motive on this. Again, I never like not having a motive. This is a running theme through all the episodes without motives. Drive me nuts. I want a clear reason why her life would be better without him. He was not standing in the way of anything. He wasn't begging. He wasn't saying, no, I will not give Grant you a divorce. Right. There's no clear reason for why she would do this. And there's no witnesses coming forward saying she just wanted him out of her life because X and Y. Mm -hmm. I I want a a reason for this. Mm. Right. Do you think it was, do you think it was um, Robert? I don't know. I don't. That's the thing that stinks. Is I honestly don't know. I don't I, think he committed suicide with antifreeze. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. We can get to it at the end. We're almost there. So the defense is takes the turn. Takes it's their turn. I don't know how you say <laughs> takes it. Takes their turn. Yeah, turns the butter. taking turns. <laughs> a turn of the screw. There the go. defense comes up and says. um, the reason we know it wasn't suicide is because Ray didn't call the police and say, help me, I've been poisoned. Correct. Like I thought that too. No, see, I think that makes zero sense because if you're 
if you've been poisoned, a lot of times you don't know that you've been poisoned. You just know you don't feel good and you're disoriented and not thinking straight. But was so, he that much that he wouldn't go to the hospital? Like, was he that opposed to hospital? Because I feel like you would just call 911 being like, oh, I'm losing control of my bowels. There's some problem. But you're not thinking clearly. So it's like it's like asking someone who's on Ambien and fighting evil Smurfs in their front yard. Why did they take the Ambien? They're like, I don't know what Ambien is. I have to fight these Smurfs, ma'am. Yeah, Will you, you please need to let step me back. please step Can back, I ma'am? I'm, your try- shoe? Yeah. I'm trying to protect you. Why are you nothing just like to Santa? see here? <laughs> I need your shoe. Is that what you said? Because yeah, the and shoe I, is the and, best weapon. And can I borrow your boot? Take off that boot. No, not the right one. Just the left one. Just the left one. I don't want the right one. The left one is the perfect size they can for stabbing see the right one. They can't see the left. It has the invisibility shield on it. How do you not know don't this, ma'am? Don't know anything. That poor ma'am. I know, poor ma'am. Poor lady. God. So there's no DNA or fingerprints on the antifreeze bottles. To me, that's really weird and huge. There are no fingerprints mm-hmm. or DNA on the antifreeze bottles in the garage. I, now, wrote, I wrote Kimberly on that. Yep. Because <laughs> you remember, because logically, mm-hmm. there should have been rays. He bought them. His stuff yeah. should have been on there. The yeah. fact that there's nothing means they were most likely wiped off. This was a big deal in the appeal that i read is that they said the antifreeze bottles it was the placement of the bottles too and they show them in the garage and they're right where they should be one's used one's still sealed right factory Mm -hmm. sealed the fact that if he did commit suicide it would just be out right that's true he wouldn't care who knew it he wouldn't care that it was there were traces of it in the dr pepper cans instead there's no trace of how it was given to him that's great. So he's like washing dishes after he killed, tried or to kill himself. Or he's drinking it straight from the bottle, but then putting it right back where it came from. Right. But that's not happening. He's not drinking antifreeze straight from the bottle. No. I don't think. But well, I don't... actually, that makes me think of something very interesting. So, and we're cut, we're at it right now. Mm-hmm. When the judge reads the count for the first one, which is tampering with food, he says not guilty. But he finds her guilty of poisoning him. Sorry, we should also state that this was a just a judge trial. She waived her right to have a jury trial and wanted just a judge to hear it, which is also very odd to me. There's a couple of odd things about the trial. Number one, that if you're going for just a judge, why in the world wouldn't you testify? She doesn't take the stand. Take the stand. You have one person to convince. That was her decision to do the... um Judge, I mean, the judge trial. And yeah, like the... her and her lawyers. I mean, I'm sure gotcha. that they both decided to do it. But why then? Why wouldn't she take the stand in that case? If it was mm-hmm. just a judge, she was trying to convince because mm-hmm. she tries mm-hmm. to do it at the end after mm-hmm. she gets the guilty. Yeah. Right. So it's mm-hmm. it's weird. Like, do it throughout. Tell your story. Mm-hmm. Tell about your marriage so that people yeah. understand. Or maybe you can say, like, these are the signs that I saw that make me think maybe he did commit suicide. This is why. Because she's not that bright. I think she just thought she was going to get off. I think she thought, I'm 60 years old. No way he's going to convict. Well, he did. Mm-hmm. He found you guilty. So I'll just bring it up now, even though Fashion Police is later, when she is at this hearing to get her sentencing. So she has one-upped 
this is why I think she's either not that bright or extremely cocky. She it has taken the tie color from the ME. She is wearing a blouse that is a solid lime green yellow. It's the color, the of, color antifreeze. of antifreeze. It's the Gatorade color blouse. Which she is wearing to the hearing for her sentencing for poisoning her husband with antifreeze. So is there no one on her team? Oh, I know. No, I showed it to Oliver and I showed it to my mom. And I said, what color is this? What drink is this color? And Oliver's like, I don't know. Mountain Dew. And my mom's like, citrus twist. Citrus twist. (laughs) She kept repeating citrus twist. She's so proud. I don't know what to say because citrus twist is not. Citron. Citron. What is that? What's a citrus? What are you talking about? Is that an alcoholic drink? Yeah, what drink is that? I don't know. My mom doesn't drink a lot. It was a weird thing. Is Citrus Twist an off-brand name, like a generic? Sierra Twist is. I think that's that's the Walmart. The Walmart Sierra Mist, I think, is Sierra Sierra Twist. No, but Sierra is Twist not, is name brand. Sierra Mist is the brand right. that goes with Sierra, Pepsi. Sierra Twist is the knockoff of Sierra Mist. Oh, okay. Pretty sure. But wait, 7-Up is the thing that goes with Pepsi. Why do they have Sierra no. Mist instead of 7-Up? No, no. Sierra, no. Mist is, Sierra Mist is Pepsi. Okay. 7-Up is Where's its own. Where's 7-Up? 7-Up is with Sunkissed Orange and with... 7-Up might be with Dr. Pepper. My apologies, 7-Up. Anyways, both of them were shocked when I said she is, the crime is killing her husband with antifreeze. And they both were like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't wear that. (laughs) Yeah, no, No. you can't. But did no one on her team go, um, this is like when Kendall Jenner is doing the Pepsi commercial and no one behind her was like, um, can I just, just real, hold on. Just can I just real quick just say something? Um, <laughs> so back to the story. Teresa is given fifteen years to life. The new guy Tim is standing by Teresa, and when she went to prison, he asked her to marry him. It's, it's so beautiful. Now Josh is sitting down with him and thinks he's a full on idiot. <laughs> he says, "You could find someone who isn't locked up." But you don't want anyone else, do you? This whole interview, Josh's eyebrows are like working (laughs) so hard. You could find someone else that's not locked up, but you don't want anyone else, do you? You want her. Yeah. Why is that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Josh is all of us saying her. Also, Josh and and the detective already have a conversation. Where Josh is, like, trying to figure it out from the detective. Mm-hmm. She's not exactly... Th- that's already happened at this point, right? I think Where he so. says, she's not exactly a femme fatale. That's the conversation I was talking oh, about. Oh, gotcha. And the detective's like, no. And he's like, <laughs> men are just I I going... Get it. They're just going for yeah. this. And the detective's like, yeah, I don't... I don't get it either. Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. So... The phone rings during the Josh interview with Tim, the new husband, and it's her. That ringtone is like a cacophony of guitars and cymbals. I couldn't. 
hear it. Maybe I'm serious? wrong. Maybe it was Southern country music. Oh, it's what country. It? It's country. I need somebody to figure out the song. It's a popular country song. It's like yeah. No, it's an intro. Like to banjos. A, it's an intro to a country song. I just don't know what it is because I don't know country music well enough. So it's going to be somebody that we don't. Brad someone, Paisley, I don't know. Someone should Shazam that, and we'll figure it out. Isn't that the app? Shazam? I think you can just do it on an iPhone now, can't you? Oh. Maybe. I don't know. The, I don't. What's a phone? I have a landline. My name's Linda. <laughs> so the new guy puts Teresa on the speakerphone so she can talk to Josh. Do you think it was and, planned? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how well she gets to time her phone calls. But if she is just an open like jail and she could just call whenever then yeah i think she he told her what time he was doing the interview and she called. yeah yeah okay. so josh says congratulations on the engagement and he's laughing and the new guy tim is giggling because he's so excited that he's engaged to this precious precious woman that is Teresa. but josh is laughing because it's just so ridiculous because Josh is like, you're a murderer. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. I mean, his face the whole time is so strained. If you just yeah. watch uh-huh. Josh, he's like, congratulations. <laughs> he's like, I can't believe this is my job. Right. <laughs> uh, so she says, is there anything you want to say? And she says, well, I want people to know I didn't do it. He did this to himself. It was an accidental suicide. He took it to make himself sick so that I would come back to him out of pity or something. Yeah. And she thinks that the truth will set her free. (laughs) Hallelujah. So Teresa's friends and family are all still by her side. And they think that she's a good person who, through no fault of her own, attracts these men who become obsessed with her. And this is when Mank sits down with Beth with the perm and lays it all out. He says, Beth, let me make sure I understand this. Robert was willing to kill to have Teresa. Roy, the first husband, makes up a story that she's a killer so that no one else will have her. Ray tries to kill himself to get her to come back. Do you know anyone else who does these, who drives men to do these things? What's her secret? And he just can't contain himself. And Beth with the perm is like, I don't know. She's her. She's just a good woman. <sighs> Beth. Okay, Beth. Beth is the new Janet. <laughs> Seriously, Beth. Now, I want someone to just sit down with Beth and just really lay it out for her. <laughs> And like yell in her face, like I need like a she needs to go to one of those scared straight places, but the it's ranch. like scared guilty. It's like where you finally have to face the facts that your friend is murderer, and they scream at you and like show you pictures and stuff and everything you're in denial about until you stop being in denial, and you just break down and you're like she did it, and she tried to kill me once. <laughs> I totally, I just thought it was a coincidence. It was with stuffing instead of mashed potatoes, but the same thing happened to me. She killed my cats. (laughs) Yeah, my cat died. (laughs) I just didn't think they were related to each other at all. Oh, God. So uh, we had so much B-roll bonanza. 
Yeah, we did. Did you want to say anything first? No, I just, I don't, I mean, I have some outside information, but it's nothing that important. It's just about the appeal. And it's just all questions. Because the problem I think that I had with this case is that, okay, it goes both ways. I mean, I feel like you can make strong arguments on both sides. Mm-hmm. You could say that, yes, he had taken antifreeze. He had done exactly what she said. He mm-hmm. took antifreeze to get her to come back. Because the big part of the phone call that they're cutting out is that, or what she told the medical examiner is that she said a million times he said he drank something sweet he said he drank something sweet he said he drank something sweet he told me i'd be sorry mm. okay so that does indicate that he did something that he didn't mean to commit suicide but he did drink something like that to get her to come back because he made himself sick because she had literally just moved out five days before Right. Get her to come back and then is too like doesn't want to go to the hospital because first of all, doesn't know that he's going to get that sick. You can die from three ounces of antifreeze. Mm-hmm. So doesn't know that that it's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it's killing him, it's too late to reverse it. Mm-hmm. Because then he gets so disoriented that you're right. He doesn't think to call the police, but he, he right. is doing it in a very dramatic fashion to get her to come to feel sorry for him to come back. Mm-hmm. So he's using it as a threat um, that I can see that. But then why did she fail the polygraph? Right. Why are there no fingerprints or DNA on Correct. the bottles? Why is the glass rinsed why isn't out? The bottle out. Why is the glass not, like, rinsed out? Right. So all traces are gone. But then again, on the other side, why did she kill him? Why did she try to kill her first husband with mashed potatoes? Who knows? Maybe she's religious and doesn't want to get a divorce. There's no evidence of that at all. I don't know. These are all, like, see where I'm saying? There are problems on both sides. I have a lot of questions on this, and I don't like it. I don't like these not clean cases where I can be, like, 100% she poisoned him. Maybe she's just a murderer. Yeah. She just wants to murder someone that bugs her. Maybe. That happens on Dateline all the time instead of getting divorced. But then again, why? okay, so then in the same way, why in the world wouldn't she take one of these plea deals? That's so dumb. And that is, she got 15 years and she could have gotten She could have gotten, what, out. two years? Yeah, she could have gotten maybe even time served. They were offering yeah. her deals because she's older and et cetera, et cetera. Which, yeah. again, this makes me mad for Sandra Melgar. Mm-hmm. I'm mad again oh, about all, this. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. this bugs me. Mm-hmm. But, like, why would she just know she was going to get off unless she was innocent? Unless she was like, I didn't do this. No one's going to convict me because I didn't do it. Right. She just innocently goes in and is like, well, it's going to be fine. I, they don't have anything. Right. I didn't do it. So I'm not going to get convicted. She could, is, she's one of these people who blindly believes in the justice system. Like, mm-hmm. well, the system works. I didn't do it. So I won't go to jail. Right. It's fine to just have a judge hear me because he's going to understand that I did not do this. Right. My gut still says she did it, though. Yeah. My gut says probably. But you don't know if you there would have been enough to convict. I don't know if she had actually had a jury, a jury trial. That's what she's trying to go for now is to get a jury trial. Right. Because then there might be reasonable doubt. Yeah. And she thinks that the judge was swayed by a few other things. He thinks that speaking at the hospital about the ventilator tubes, she was talking very quickly. As soon as they were putting the tube in, she was like, no, no, he doesn't want that. 
And they and the people at the hospital thought that was a little premature for her to be talking about him not wanting to live on life support. Correct. Oh. But then again, she doesn't in a hospital situation. I'm like, well, you have to take that with a grain of salt because she doesn't know exactly what's going on. She's like, wait, 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 wait. What, what's right. happening here? What are we doing? And yeah. I've been in situations where if you don't, you know, you don't know exactly what's happening. So right. I don't know. She probably did it. But man, it's I don't like it. It's not clean. I can't tell. Why? I don't like that she failed the polygraph. I know they're not admissible. No, I don't I like that either. Why did she fail? Find that? That but did she fail a bunch of questions there. on that? Did she no, fail a I bunch don't, of stupid questions? I don't I don't know. I feel like I hope Dateline would tell us that, but I don't know. Is there any other information that we have about why? Because I couldn't find it. Some if anyone knows, tell us. Yeah, please. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, there's so much B roll. There's okay. insane. So amount. There's my new favorite B-roll shot, which is the camera is placed on the steering wheel. Inside. Up to the cop. Correct. Driving. So the proportions are all weird. It looks like he has giant hands and we're looking up his nose. Or like he's playing a video game, but we're getting the reverse of it because he's on the steering wheel. Like a steering, like a car video game, kind of. Yeah, it was bizarre. And, uh, oh boy. Beth the friend with the perm. She is... Raking leaves. Yeah, she is. Yes, she's doing. So she's how does that up. happen? Does Dateline say, okay, so we can have you looking at photos. We could have you drinking a cup of coffee and looking out the window. And she's like, no, I want to rake. No, I think it's like, well, how about it's outside. It's fall time. They're like, what would you normally do on a Thursday afternoon? Oh, well, I would come home and probably rake leaves. Let's do that. That's the conversation. <laughs> It reminded me of when Trump said that the California forest fires were our fault because we didn't rake the forests. They and do in Pennsylvania, like, Kimberly. They don't have forest <laughs> fires in Pennsylvania or in Cause Ohio. Because they, they rake the forest? No, because the like, Amish rakes the forest. I was like, damn it, Beth. Thank you. Where were you during our fires? Thanks a lot, California Beth. needed you, Beth, and you let us down. Hashtag rake news. Hashtag <laughs> make America rake again. Hashtag priorities, Beth. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so then the boyfriend with the tie-dye shirt, he's mowing his lawn. Mm-hmm. So we're getting all kinds of garden care in this episode. There's a CSI guy in his lab, and he's testing fingerprints with powder. Mm-hmm. And he's testing two tins of planter's peanuts. And I'm dying to know what case he's working on. Like, was someone poisoned? Like, Peanuts? They have a severe peanut allergy and someone sprinkled peanuts in something? What's happening? I or were know. they his snack and they just got mixed up in the mix? That doesn't Tell seem like a very good lab. Me everything. Lab exactly. Man. What's happening? Yeah. Um, there's a horse and buggy with uh, some adorable animal <clears throat> adorable animal. Adorable Amish children. There's several horse and yes. buggies. The children are just like sitting in the back. It made me very nervous. Are seatbelts not? Cons- no. Are the, are you not? Are seatbelts considered technology? No. The Lord will protect Jedediah. And then there's another horse and buggy going down the road, and there's like a Saturn or something stuck behind it, which has to be the worst. You're stuck behind a horse and buggy. You're driving through horse poop on the road. You can't pass them. I guess you can't like honk and pass a horse on the side if it's going too slow. I don't know what happened. What is horse and buggy etiquette, road etiquette? Don't know. 
Oh. Don't know. I think you're just annoyed. It's like a tractor. I mean, well, you haven't lived in a place, but I saw you'd get stuck behind tractors. And you were like, Could you pass really? Them? Not safely. Mm. Hold on. I'm at the Ashtabula County Visitors Bureau, and I want to see if how much Amish. Oh, well, there's something called the Barn Quilt Trail. So we're, that's, this is where we are. Okay. So can we do fashion, please? We already did it. But I wanted you courtroom etiquette, since we just spoke about etiquette. Also, would you like to go with me um, August 2nd through November 1st to the Erie Harbor Ghost Walk? Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay, go. Go ahead. Courtroom etiquette. In the courtroom, you see Teresa's new husband. The the benches are so, like, overcrowded. Like, they have not properly disperse the people on the benches because he's so tight in there that his arms are crossed like you know like this oh yeah when you're just like yeah you don't want to touch the person next to you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks just so uncomfortable but he's also wearing an old t-shirt and shorts so i guess it's casual friday at the courthouse no i think that tim doesn't i think he owns one collared shirt and we saw it yeah we saw it he did that one already and it's a polo shirt yeah um there's a grandma who is telling this probably five-year-old little girl to be quiet in the courtroom. Why are you bringing a five-year-old to a murder trial? Is that his her granddaughter? I don't know. Uh, maybe she's out of school that day. It's a half a day. <laughs> Army had half Army a day. Army had half a day. <laughs> Kindergarten is half a day. I don't think that's appropriate. It's not the best. I don't think that's... I'm, I know it's hard to find a sitter, and they're expensive. I don't know. This town is pure and this sweet. This is a trial about murder. They have something called barn trails. I mean, it's yeah. This is just and down this home. Tr- it's is okay. a trial about antifreeze poisoning. She's not gonna know what's up. She's not gonna know. She, you don't know what's gonna affect that girl in thirty years. She's gonna have these repressed memories of the trial. I do. Well, I don't. Wait. Did so? Wait. Did you? Did Tim have a ponytail? No, I don't think so. Okay, should he I have like a ponytail? I feel like I would have noticed. But he, yeah, he should definitely. Have, or he did yeah, have he one have until one. recently. I think so. I think he just cut it off for the interview. That He had that ponytail vibe. And I'm sorry, are you skipping quotes? Because I did have one quote. Sure, go for it. Just that Tim did um, say that his he was happy because one of the main reasons that he liked Teresa was because she was attentive. Does that mean you that know, she, she did the washing? What what is it? She's an attentive wife. Is that some sexual something? I don't. Well, I mean, she polished all the knobs. That's the only thing <laughs> that I think it was attentive I, to housework see, and, I, and attentive to his sensual needs. But you know who else is attentive is someone that is poisoning you. Yes, true. They are bringing you things every few minutes, checking on you. Can I get you some more tea? That that is attentive and it is also murderous. So beware if someone is attentive. Yeah, I um, agree. Wait, did you also notice one quick B roll? I I just saw. Sorry, you know mine's all scattered to the four winds. Um, Monica's house is beautiful. It's like the yes. most beautiful house I've ever seen in like the green rolling hills of Ohio oh, yeah. Amish country. Um, but then at the very very beginning, they did the Match dot com lookup about online dating, mm-hmm. and they had just random emojis. 
yeah. going with the opening mm-hmm. monologue. I thought that when was... something sad was happening, like when Josh was talking about love being great, it was like heart emojis, it, or like mm-hmm. heart face. And then he would say, "Sometimes it goes badly," and then it, it would was be the like cry emoji, cry emoji, and that was really funny. And then also, but they're googling Match dot com, but they're not doing the full Match dot com because I think they'd get sued. <laughs> so it's just match and then like the the results are coming in on google and i freeze framed it i paused it because i wanted to see what they were and it was like matcha tea and then it was something uh, yes, called match.fashion oh i don't know what that is matching fashion. matching fashions i don't know but anyways i just thought i that bet was it's funny. they take a designer photo and they can match it with with un, with like cheaper brands that could be it, like duping that, like they do it with makeup. But yeah, then, like a copy look. Well, or it could be um, like previously on is a website that does uh, like if you like something on a TV show, you mm-hmm. can look it up on the TV they'll show. They'll find you, and then they'll find it. Mm-hmm. Like you go to Nordstrom's and it's six hundred dollars that T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn! Thanks, that was helpful. That's a shame. How much is Appreciate it at Forever Twenty One? Will it catch on fire in thirty seconds? <laughs> um, alternative theories. I got to put Robert Durst in there again. I just somehow feel like he might have been involved. Depression. I think. <laughs> bye bye. Um, bye bye. <laughs> so scary. Uh, do you have any titles that were good? No, it's I. A thousand um, degrees. No, I just had that um, to die for because he's very tie dye. Sorry. It's not <laughs> good. All- um, I thought Man Down was the best title that you came up with. I think that was a legitimately good title. What about sweet and sour? Sweet yet sour? Sweet and sweet. sour. I had my notes from last time, and one of them says, thank God there's antifreeze. And What's I don't that? know what that means. I don't know. D- I, don't get I wonder it. if I had any good titles. Probably not. <laughs> we'll never know. It's over. Um, I do have some corrections from last week. 85,000 people told us that it the song you were thinking of is Down With The Sickness yeah. by Disturbed. And a yeah. lot of our listeners were disturbed that they knew what that song was. There was a lot of embarrassment. Sorry, everyone. But I do it. know Down With The Sickness. I did not know that the band that sang it, though, was the dis- was Disturbed. I did not know I've that. not heard. I don't never had heard of Disturbed. I don't know. Do you know Down With The Sickness? Come on. Come oh, on, yeah. Down of course. Yeah. Okay. Yes course so everyone follow us on twitter and instagram and facebook and subscribe and leave us a review on itunes thank you so much not on itunes on apple podcast we're not very smart is it apple podcast it's not itunes you can't say itunes anymore like give us an itunes review i think it's apple podcast app or Stitcher or Spotify, but really Apple Podcast is the one we want the review on. Is that right? Those are the main. Yes, that's what controls how people noticing your podcast. Oh, all right. And there why we go. some people pay for reviews, which we don't, which is why we have so few of them. Oh, so that's crazy. Thanks for listening, though. Tell a friend, tell two friends, and have them tell their friends. Like a chain email that's not creepy. It's. <laughs> the worst most annoying advice i that's why i say just steal someone's phone subscribe on their phone they'll never know it won't hurt their phone it's not like a virus or anything and you're like send them death emails every day saying you will have bad luck for 40 years if you don't subscribe to a date with dateline i was trying not to say that but your family will leave you you will lose your job and you will have a ghost that haunts you
The ghost of Bobby Durst will haunt you when he inevitably passes from too much meth. He's, that's not his ghost now? Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Don't watch alone.